Some stories are born of a fertile mind. Others come from the heart. Then there are those whose origin is shrouded in legend and history. Come explore mystery, folklore, fantasy, and wonder from the Green Velvet Chair. Christmas Chaos Hello? Oh, hi, Aunt Amelia. Uh, what? I, I'm having a hard time hearing you. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, no problem. No, it's fine. Sure. Love you, too. Are you all right, dear? I plopped down into a chair and picked up a fresh-baked cookie. Aunt Amelia said she won't be able to be here for Christmas. Mrs. P. placed a cup of tea in front of me. Thank you. I sipped the tea and munched on the cookie. This will be the first time in ten years that we haven't spent the holiday together. She patted my arm. Well, we'll be here with you, dear. Thanks, Mrs. P. Hugo walked in, carrying packages. I finally finished wrapping the gifts. Hugo, those look beautiful. You did that? He grinned. I don't know too many guys with such a sophisticated sense of style. Ah, he's a creature of many talents. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what Santa brings me. Gosh, I hope he got my letter. I tried not to laugh. Uh, Hugo, you know that Santa isn't real, right? What? What do you mean? Well, sure he is. He stops by the Institute for tea every every year before he starts his deliveries. I stared at both of them. You're kidding, right? Well, who do you think brings those presents on Christmas Eve? But, uh, but, wait. Oh, it figures. I shook my head. I have so much to learn. It's okay, Miss Cat. I used to think the Tooth Fairy was just a myth. He grinned. At this rate, I'm going to need something stronger than tea. I could make some hot cocoa. Mrs. P and I laughed. Hugo, you're such a gem. Well, I'll have some. Thank you. Hugo put his packages on the counter and practically bounced to the cabinet to start making the cocoa. So, Santa really comes here? I said to Mrs. P. Every year. Plus, he and Mrs. Claus bring their entire crew for a vacation in the spring. The house gets really big then. Those elves sure do like to cut loose. Yes, but we've had to ban the streaking competition. It was getting a bit out of hand. My mouth hung open in disbelief. Oh, heavens, look at me lollygagging about with so much left to do. I'll help you after my mom gets back from her shopping. She asked me to turtle sit for her. Turtle sit? He pulled a small turtle from his pocket. It poked its head out of its shell and started to softly cry. Oh, oh, sorry, Shelbert. I didn't mean to wake you. He hummed softly to it, and I could see the turtle's eyes close. 
Then it snored. Mrs. P. leaned over towards me and poured a golden liquid into my tea. It smelled suspiciously like rum. I nodded my thanks and took a gulp. Tucking the turtle back in his pocket, Hugo pulled his hand out, holding a blue envelope. Oh, no! Oh, my gosh! I forgot to give my letter to my mom! She was going to mail it for me! Uh, well, Hugo, I can go down to the corner and put it in the mailbox there for you. Uh, no, Miss Cat, you don't understand. It had to be sent by this morning to get to Santa on time. Now he won't know what to get me. Well, don't despair. Will you think of something? No, it's too late. He hung his head. I thought he was going to cry. We were all startled by a knock at the back door. Oh, I wonder who that could be coming in the back door. Everyone normally uses the front door or the other entrances. She opened the door. There stood a large, white-haired man dressed all in red with white fur trim. Hello, Mrs. P. Well, Santa. Santa? Here? No. Aren't you too early? Santa? You mean like Santa Claus? Really? Hello, cat. Uh, you know me? An elegant, lovely, older woman said, Of course he knows you. He knows all the children. He brings the gifts that you've been getting since you were a small child. We've never found your name on the naughty list, dear. The outfit she was wearing matched the white-haired man perfectly. She must have been Mrs. Claus. She stepped away from the doorway. A short, pointy-eared green man walked in, carrying luggage. He shook the snow off his boots and closed the door. My mouth was beginning to dry from hanging open for so long. Mrs. P. looked at the older woman and said, Stella! ran over and hugged her. Then she turned towards the green man and said, And Cedric, how good to see you. She turned to Santa. But you are early. Hugo was jumping up and down. Santa! Santa! You're here! But it's not Christmas Eve. What's the matter? Santa looked sad. We've had a bit of a problem. The short green man growled, That's an understatement. Well, what's the matter? Mrs. Claus looked sad, too. She said, Well, it's a little embarrassing, to be honest. The elves have taken over the North Pole. Well, I don't understand. Mutiny. That's what it is. Straight up mutiny. Santa hung his head. I'm afraid there will be no Christmas this year. Oh, come now, it can't be all that bad. It is. I'm afraid, dear Penelope, he is right. Hey, wait, no Christmas? Santa sat at the table and sighed. Dear Penelope, we are in need of lodging. Would you have any rooms available? Well, I do believe the house was expecting you. Cedric, I saw some rooms in the North Tower yesterday. They must be for you in the clauses, because they looked just like your cottage up north. Really? <laughs> I bet there's a hot tub with my name on it. Mrs. P. laughed. Cedric picked up the bags and went off in the direction of the main staircase. Can we offer you some hot cocoa? We were just making some. Oh, that would be lovely, dear. Ah, uh, yes, thank you.
I just stared at him. Are you really Santa Claus? He picked up his mug of hot cocoa and toasted me with it, then winked. So now tell me what's happened. Hugo and I sat wide-eyed as Santa told us. The elves had been acting strangely. Then, two days ago, they tricked the clauses and trapped them, locking them in a storage room, and claimed the entire North Pole complex was now theirs. Cedric had managed to escape and then helped the clauses. They got away in Mrs. Claus's small sleigh with four of the reindeer. There were a few other loyal elves that had stayed behind to give intel back, according to Cedric. Santa was looking pale. Santa, you look like you could use some cookies. Oh, Hugo, that sounds good. Mrs. P poured some rum into his cup, and the corner of his mouth twitched up. You know, it's good to have friends at times like these. But all those kids won't get presents. It's not right. Well, but what can we do? Mrs. Claus spoke up. Yes, it's going to be difficult, because all the toys are up north, and I don't believe those elves are just going to hand them over to us. Well, I can make toys. Hugo, that's so sweet of you to offer, but if you think about it, you can't make enough toys for all of the children all over the world, not before Christmas. Yeah, Hugo, I think you'd need a whole factory of workers to make enough. That's a lot of work and a lot of toys. Well, I know everyone would help. Well, Hugo, you, you may have struck upon a brilliant idea. Santa looked up and smiled. We could put the word out to the sentient community. There was a loud rumbling sound and the walls shook. I think the house agrees. Mr. P came rushing in. The house has just created an extremely large space in the north wing. Mrs. P. clapped her hands and squealed. Looks like we have some toys to make. Our little group rushed to the north wing. There stood two huge wooden doors. Santa grabbed the knobs and swung the doors open. We all gasped. It was fully stocked. It was a giant workshop. The size of an airplane hangar. Well, this may be the largest room the house has ever created. Santa strode in, inspecting the workbenches, tools, and materials. This just might work. <laughs> His laughter echoed in the vastness of the space. Wow, my friends will never believe this. Mrs. P, I think we have some phone calls to make. Soon, the sounds of chatter and greetings filled the house. Finger foods, cocktails, mugs of cider, tea, and hot cocoa were being passed around. Uh, attention, everyone. Welcome, and thank you all for coming to help during this crisis. I have the honor of introducing the man of the hour, Santa Claus. Cheers went up. <laughs> the job ahead of us is daunting, but... All of us, working together, we can make Christmas happen. All right, everyone? 
To your stations! The sound of saws, hammers, and music filled the air. Santa walked around giving advice and encouragement to the workers. I just stood and stared. I looked at Mrs. P. I have zero building skills. Don't even let me near power tools. I would hate to injure anyone. But what can I do? Oh, you could push the tea cart around. Everyone's gonna be getting thirsty. Tea would be a good beverage to serve. Well, that I can do. Thanks, Mrs. P. The hours flew by. The shelves were filling with toys. Some were a little different than what I was used to, but hey, what can you expect from such an assortment of beings? Santa, would you like some tea? Oh, yes, please. I'm impressed by this crowd. I have never seen an octopus wield a hammer with such precision. Well, I've never seen an octopus use a hammer. Oh, ho, 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 ho. oh I, I'm slightly concerned with the dolls that the vampire's making, though. Oh, well, why? Honestly, they look a little frightened. Oh. Hey, maybe I'll start a new trend. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> Time was ticking by as the inventory of toys grew. Everyone was getting tired, all except for the vampires. I continued rolling the tea cart and keeping the caffeine flowing. Can you handle serving cups of soup instead of tea? Well, sure, Mrs. P. Load me up. Okay, everyone. Enjoy what you can. Attention, everyone. We've done it. We have made enough toys to satisfy the needs of the children for Christmas. The cheering was astounding. Oh, well done, everyone. Cedric pulled on Santa's sleeve. Santa. We forgot something. Uh, what, Cedric? The sleigh and the other reindeer. You know only your sleigh can carry uh, that much stuff. Holy gingerbread. Well, well, we'll just have to go get them. Gathering volunteers, Mr. P passed out weapons. Uh, what is this, Mr. P? It's a sticky splat gun. Pull the trigger and it shoots out a blob of goo. It will stop anyone in their tracks. Uh, be careful where you point that thing. Are we ready? A shout of yes went up. Let's roll! The sky was filled with a motley collection of flying beings, winged creatures, fitted with a strange assortment of large boxes to carry the others. It was truly a motley crew. With the cold wind blowing through my hair, I was glad I wore my hat and mittens. The buildings at the North Pole came into view, and what a sight it was. It was truly magnificent, everything I had ever imagined it would be. We landed away from the main buildings and were met by a small band of elves. Santa, we found the elves. Oh, uh, found them? Yes, I don't know who those imposters are who took over, but they aren't elves. Yeah, they don't even know how to make cookies. There was a collective gasp. <gasps> well, whoever they are, 
Let's get them, and save Christmas. The elves took us in groups, and with hand signals, they led us around the large fountain and across a courtyard. In the dark, I almost tripped over a mound of snow. I was thinking maybe I shouldn't be here. (laughs) So much for stealth. We made it to a small door without being detected. Cedric pulled a key from his pocket and unlocked the door. A swarm of elves with smiles on their faces poured out. They must have been the the good elves. Gathering in the courtyard, it was decided to make a full-on assault on the main building where the impostors were sleeping. We snuck up to the windows and could hear them snoring. Santa motioned for us to be ready and silently opened the door. We rushed in. The chaos was amazing. At first, I wasn't sure who to shoot at. They all looked like elves. Then Santa pulled out a glowing ball and threw it in the middle of the throng. It exploded, sending a fine spray of shimmering dust that coated everything. Suddenly, the imposters changed from elves to what I guess were gremlins? They were hideous. I took aim and fired. It was absolute bedlam. After only a few minutes, the battle was over. Gremlins lay glued to the floor, furniture, and stuck to the walls. Our army cheered. The rest of the night went, as you can probably imagine, packing up the toys from Santa's workshop there at the North Pole. The elves hitched up the reindeer, and Santa took off to make his trip around the world, just in time. Cat, you were pretty good with that splat gun. Oh, I just got caught up in the moment. You know, aim and fire. Hmm, well, well then. Hey, Cedric, what about the toys that we made back at the Institute? Ah, uh, yeah. We won't have to work as hard this next year. Maybe we can ask Santa if we can go on a long cruise. I pictured a shipload of little green men with pointed ears, wearing sunglasses and drinking beverages with fruit and tiny umbrellas. I laughed. Back at the Institute. Well, it sounds exciting. Good on you. Not something I want to do again. She handed me a cup of tea. I wish I could have been there, but Mom and Dad were so tired from making toys that they asked if I could take care of Shelbert. He pulled the turtle out of his pocket. It blinked. An envelope fell out of his pocket. Oh, no! It's my letter to Santa. I forgot to give it to him. Oh, Hugo. Wait, I almost forgot. Santa asked me to give this to you. I rummaged in my coat, then placed a small blue box that was tied with a silver ribbon on the table in front of him. Uh, Really? He unwrapped it and grinned. It was a little toy boat for the bathtub. Oh, it's just what I wanted! Yay! Oh, Merry Christmas, Hugo. Merry Christmas, Miss Cat. Well, and a Merry Christmas to you both. Merry Christmas, Mrs. P. The Green Velvet Chair is a production of Misty Harbor Media Publications. Sound engineering by Sean Force from Forces of Nature. Written and narrated by me, Kat. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, leave a rating and a comment.
Be sure to join us in two weeks to see what happens next. You can find us on Facebook or at www.thegreenvelvetchair.com.